I don't vote. I am aware that this is something that is seen with ire, which is completely understandable. And uh, I respect anyone that doesn't respect me for not for not voting in elections. I am 20 years old now. I've had the ability to vote in three elections or th- for three years now in three different years. Um, I have not used that ability uh, yet in my life. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with uh, disenchantment and, and a number of other things. But I want to get straight. I, I know the di- why um, it is important to vote uh, in a world with not a lot of control left in, in the country or around the world that something that you can control, that you can directly affect in the United States, which there's not democratic elections everywhere in the world. And so it is a privilege for the United States to, um, to for citizens of the United States, rather, to be able to partake in this um this action of voting and getting a say in who they want in office. But at the same time, um, I, I've just been so, um, disenchanted with what I've, I've seen, uh, in the country and, and from governments and that, that's not me deriding the left. That's not me deriding the right. That's me, you know, not picking a side because when you look at it, neither side has done anything. I tend to lean left. I will say that right now. I am quite liberal in my views for a number of social issues and even fiscal issues. But, um, I just, I just can't force myself to go vote democratically or or vote, um, conservatively. It's just not, something I feel helps anything. Yes, I will say that uh, Democratic leaders on social issues, I, I agree with a lot more. Uh, I would like to see those social issues, especially things pertaining to women's rights and different things in that regard, abortion, um, d- uh, just how how things are handled in the legal system, the legalization of a number of things that should be legal. Um, just a, a lot of things like socially I'm, I'm very liberal, but it's just, there's something about how people that implore you to vote will I don't want to say nag on you for we'll we'll talk about it and that's a contributes to a little bit of, of why I choose not to vote um it's just something that I I haven't done and it's something that I just don't feel like would make a big enough difference to really really have my say in you know yes if both if you know whoever's running for I'm not going to name names but if whoever is running against the governor if he wins things will be better for a number of people in Texas 
but at the same time, it may get significantly worse for a number of people in Texas. I, it's impossible to, to really, to really get, and there's a train. It's impossible to really get, but there's just no candidate. Holy Moses, that train is loud, but there's just no candidate that will truly, I, I gotta wait for this train, man. Oh boy. It's chugging, chugga chugga choo choo. Holy moly, lay off the horn, man. All right, all right, we're good now. But, um, I lost my. Ironically, I lost my train of thought due to the tra <laughs> due to the train. But um, I realize that voting is a privilege. I I really do. And to the people that vote, all the power to you. I appreciate your um ability to to um vote in a democracy but the thing is you know i am the son of a of an aapi immigrant he my my dad experienced racism growing up to a, a large extent and you know that really hasn't changed especially here in Texas. I've experienced this the same thing that a lot of the same things that my dad experienced pretty recently. It growing up I didn't really, but you know, recently when I talked about it on the podcast at one point, but I deleted it. The very similar thing happened to me that race had to do with something that just it should never play into and for me being half Filipino that figured into um, someone disliking me. And that really just had me thinking, you know, if my dad, when he got to the United States in the late 60s and early 70s, if the country hasn't grown past that point, then that's not just a republican or a democratic issue that's both sides of the aisle failing to do something to where women don't you know they they recently took away a, a women's right in in texas for um and racial issues are still just not where they should be and because of that i just cannot i can't see myself for any reason going Yes, I will vote for this candidate because, yes, a few things might change. Few policies might change, but the more things change, the more they stay the same. It is a cliche. I'm not a big fan of that homage because I think change is, is inevitable. But change doesn't start with some politician that will say whatever he needs to to pander to the audience that he is attempting to reach. And that's every politician. Every single one does that. Doesn't matter if it's Louis Liberal or Connie Conservative. They both will say the exact right things to pander to what their their folks that support them, their um their constituents want. I mean just look at H.W. Bush back in the 90s. No new taxes. That was what won him that election. The promise of no new taxes. 
So if a promise like that, that wins you the highest office in the United States, you know, is, is not, you know, is not, I'm trying to find the word, followed through with, then how can I, as an American citizen, not, not only an American citizen, how can I, as a half-Filipino American citizen from Texas, expect anything to change? Because in my lifetime, and in my father's lifetime, nothing has really changed. And I don't want to put my entire trust in a politician who promises that things will change. The laws will change. The culture won't. The culture of the United States needs a shock. It needs to change. At its core, the culture is so broken, and society as a whole is just so inconceivably shattered to where it's so imbalanced toward one specific thing. And it's just not something that a politician or putting a politician in office can do. If I, there was ever a politician, and I mean this wholeheartedly, if there's ever a politician that I feel like, yes, that man could change the culture, he can, I would vote for them. You know, I would. And I hope, I hope that person exists someday because I would love to partake in a vote. I would love my voice to be heard. I feel like a lot of voices that are less privileged than my own deserve to be heard, and I'm sure they'll be going to the polls this this um this November, but I just won't be one of them because every candidate I've seen so far, whether it be president, governor, senator, hell, house of representative, mayor of my city just hasn't touched me in the way that I feel like I would be confident in endorsing this person and giving them the most powerful thing I could give them, a vote. And this is something I don't talk about. I choose not to talk about politics. I choose not to take a stance in most things. And yeah, I mean, I don't take a public stance. I talk to my parents a lot about politics and things that bother me, and I talk to my close friends about it, but I don't talk to my coworkers or anyone in public about it. Um, I just choose not to do that because it's not the popular opinion. Um, but I figured I'd share it on here because it's a topic that I haven't talked about ever publicly. And it's a topic that, you know, needs to be talked about because I can't I just can't put it into words when I'm around people why I don't do it and I'm sure that they'd have a million reasons to tell me why I'm wrong and a lot of those are probably valid but um it's just not something that I feel confident in doing and that's that really but yeah hell of a way to come back to the podcast um but yeah Expect a different new format for the podcast and, uh, in the coming weeks. And uh, thank you for listening. I'll catch you next time.